Good morning, church. Today's scripture reading is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, till <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 11. It says, Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Brother Babu. Thank you, Momo, for reading the uh, scripture portion for today. Uh, before we move further, I would uh, like to come at this time in God's hand. He's the one who is going to speak to each one of us today. Uh, he has a message for each one of us today. Before we leave from this place, God is going to bless. Uh, with that expectation, we will come into his presence, open our hearts and our minds as I pray and come at this time in God's hand. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come into your presence, Lord, and humbling ourselves before your throne of grace. We are not perfect. We are, our Lord, as human beings, we are struggling with our own weaknesses, our shortfalls. But at this time, we come and place our hope on, the, on, on you, on the cross of Calvary, on Christ Jesus who came into this world to save us from the sins, the bondage of sin. Lord, we have this unshakable hope. Today we are going to see from the scripture about the Christian hope, what we have. Lord, open our hearts and our mind, as, mind today, Lord. Op and you speak to us, not my words. Let your words speak to us and edify us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> uh, thank you. We've been going through uh, the book of uh, First Thessalonians. Uh, this is the fourth uh, part of the series. Uh, this is a wonderful book. Uh, we have already, you know, uh, had a brief background about uh, uh, the Thessalonian church. Uh, Paul is writing uh, to this group of people. But before I come to the main theme, I would like to take you back again as brief introduction about this, uh, you know, Thessalonica. Thessalonica was a bustling, you know, seaport city uh, with a lot of commercial activities. Uh, the Thessalonian church was founded by Apostle Paul who stayed in this place briefly for, you know, maximum about three months. Uh, some, some Bible scholars say three weeks. Uh, nevertheless, it is a very, very short period uh, for establishing a church. Nevertheless, Apostle Paul who stayed there and he had to leave that place because of the violence. You know, that brief background is given in the book of Acts about the Thessalonican church. He had to leave abruptly, uh, you know, abandoning other group of people and move on to Berea. And the very is down below. If you see the map, uh, it, uh, Thessalonica is up on the north and come down to uh, it's from Macedonia towards Greece, down below towards south. He spent time in Berea, established a church. Again, uh, violence broke out. Then he moves on to you know Greece, Athens, and again uh, violence breaks out wherever he go went. You know there was a problem, and finally he lands in Corinth. He spent considerable amount of time staying in Corinth, about one one and a half years. And that was the time he's writing to this dear people of Thessalonica. Uh, this, uh, he came to know about their faith through Timothy. And he's sitting and writing this beautiful piece of letter, uh, you know, encouraging the believers in Thessalonian church. And uh, the, uh, the church, you know, this, he wrote this letter around 50 AD. Uh, I, I believe, according to the Bible scholars, this is one of the earliest books written, probably the first book written in the, in the New Testament. Uh, Thessalonians and Galatians were written first. Then came the Gospels, the writing of the Gospels. So when Paul sat and wrote this, whatever he's writing from, you know, uh, encouraging them uh, by quoting the second coming of the Lord, 
it's all heard from the apostles teaching you know uh, one of the four pillars the early church stood on was uh, prayer fellowship breaking of the bread and apostles teaching apostles teaching means apostles whatever they heard from lord jesus christ they passed on to the other people and uh, you know uh, paul heard from peter and other apostles and he was proclaiming the gospel uh, the gospel of jesus christ to the people <clears throat> so he wrote uh, much before uh, the gospels were written and this thessalonica is a church predominantly consists of new believers and majority of them were gentiles very few of them were jews so one of the important points paul is highlighting in this book is about the second coming of jesus christ each and every chapter mentions about the lord's coming you know some some somehow is quoting about uh, coming of the lord and uh, with this background you know uh, you know he is also quoting very beautifully from you know the lord jesus christ teaching which is mentioned in uh, matthew chapter 24 and mark chapter 13 about uh, the lord's coming okay so uh, the basic the background of this book is about eschatology eschatology is the happenings uh, which uh, normally do uh, happen uh, during the last time you know uh, when we move further we will know this is the background and how it is relevant to us today is it at all relevant to us because the Thessalonian church was in in a different setup but so beautifully Paul's apostle Paul is sitting and writing this letter so i'm going to you know uh, uh, the title of the message is on christian hope i dividing uh, this uh, scripture portion into four parts the first part i'm going to talk about hope built around the christ's return hope built around christ's return it is taken from chapter 4 uh, uh, verse 13 to 18 excuse me okay the belief of the converted thessalonians if you want to see the composition of the thessalonian church as i said they were majority gentiles they were practicing paganism before you know they got converted paganism according to the paganism death was considered as the curse uh, but here the new believers they had a confusion you know somehow uh, perhaps some of the thessalonians thought that christians would not die before jesus return this is what the paul is trying to address you know they had this feeling but when they saw the believers are dying the thessalonians the believers other believers got little little puzzled you know they thought they will not die before the christ returns you know we can see uh, uh, the educational level of those you know thessalonian church they are not well read probably they, they are not you know access to the other you know the churches and nearby areas uh, uh, they don't have any mentor to them on all they knew was you know the, the gospel they heard from apostle paul and they are growing and this is the thing addressing very clearly the danger of their belief you know the believer when he dies what will happen to him that is one of the uh, so paul does not want his readers to lose hope about their future with the lord uh, because simply they believed the believers uh, will live till the lord returns so by you know encouraging them paul tells them don't be ignorant or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope don't be ignorant or to grieve like the rest of men who have 
no hope. And our faith, you know, he is trying to reiterate our faith that Jesus, you know, rests on the Jesus death and the resurrection. You know, the first Corinthians 15, 14 says, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, so is your faith. And the believers in Thessalonica were aware about the fact that the risen Savior is going to come back because there's no ambiguity in that in their minds. The risen Savior is going to come back. Okay, the, uh, it, it says chapter 60 at the same chapter, verse 16 and 17, it says, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel angel, and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So by quoting this, Paul reassures them that those who have died in Christ, we are not talking about those who, dead, who died without knowing Christ. We have to identify here. He's writing to the believing church. He's, you know, reiterating the people who have slept in Christ, who have died in Christ, they will be raised first and the rest of the believers will meet the Lord along with those you know those who are you know those who died and caught up so we are not talking about you know uh, when we read it in the first thing uh, as if it is quoting the people who have not heard the gospel and died what will happen to them that's a different story altogether but here Paul is addressing those who died in the Lord, who slept in Christ, what will be their status vis-a-vis -vis the people who are living, who are believers in the church. So that is the clarification he's trying to give. So he's telling, therefore, encourage each other with these words. Don't get confused about the paganist teaching. Death is not a you know, curse. When you die in Christ, we have this hope of everlasting life. We will rise up when the Christ comes. He's going to come one day and we will be rising up and meet our Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, you know, this is the very important. This is what he keeps on repeating. Therefore, he encourage each others with this verse, verse 18. Okay, now we'll go to the second part of my, you know, the outline. Hope built amidst uncertainties. Uh, chapter 5, 1 to 3. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly. As labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. The date and time is not known. This is what uh, Paul is telling. If anybody is telling the Lord is going to come in 2020, don't believe. The date and time is not known. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When I, I, when, when I was a child, when I heard this, you know, in Tamil, it is, it is more, you know, uh, overwhelming. Uh, day of the Lord will come like a thief. You know, I used to wonder, you know, why this is mentioned here. The analogy of thief is coming here. But we know, you know, thief will come unannounced. You know, he will caught us unaware. You know, we'll be sleeping. Probably we are out of uh, our home. He will come and as a surprise. 
Uh, Thessalonians probably knew this very well because uh, God's coming is going to come without announcing. The, uh, in Matthew chapter 24, 36, Jesus Christ himself is saying the exact time of the second coming is known only to the Father. However, you know, when we come into the last days, the scripture clearly says there will be signs. That's a scriptural prophecy relating to the day of the coming uh, will be fulfilled. There are clear indications mentioned in the scripture when the day of the Lord is going to come. Jesus has cautioned several times prior to second coming, you know, many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Chapter 24 of Matthew 11. You know, many false prophets, you know, how many of us hear uh, uh, some of the preachers telling, you know, we, uh, God spoke to me, he's going to come in the next year, uh, next month. We could hear, you know, in, normally in the month of December, we tend to hear such prophecies. You know, they are going to give prophecy about, you know, the, how the next year is going to come. You know, many try to fix the date and time for the doomsday. They call it a doomsday, the judgment day. You know, in the, in the history, when you look back, there are so many funny incidents. You know, particularly December 21, 2012 was the end of the Mayan calendar. Uh, there was a prediction that was the end of this earth. You know, the earth will perish on uh, nothing happened. And one funny man in China, he started building an ark just similar to Noah. Uh, he was, uh, he believed that, you know, there'll be again a flood in, uh, because the last days have come. And uh, all you must have known about Halley's Comet. You know, in 1910, the Halley's Comet is a comet, you know, revolves around the earth. And it comes in one rotation in 24, 74 years. You know, it keeps coming and going. But it was believed in 1910, it, it, it is coming very much closer to the Earth. And it was clearly mentioned, even the science magazines were saying there's going to be a, a calamity uh, on Earth. It's going to, there's a possibility of this Halley's Comet coming and colliding with Earth. And there'll be an end of this war. Well, in recently, the Bulgarian, there is a, a Bulgarian sci, uh, physic, you know, he has pre, uh, she has predicted, who has predicted accurately about 9-11, uh, she has predicted 2020 is the end of this war. The doomsday predicted in the Bible would come uh, to, uh, you know, uh, real in 2020. Brothers and sisters, this is what Paul is trying to tell them. Do not get deceived because nobody can tell accurately about the Lord's coming into this world. And here it is saying when people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come. When people say peace and safety, the destruction will come. The peace, the word is the most abused word in the world. You know, the people aspire to you know get this peace the political leaders the heads of the government always talk about the peace accords the peace many peace accords were signed in order to keep peace the many the billions and billions of rupees are spent to invent new weapons in order to maintain peace you know what an irony the nuclear bomb was dropped on nagasaki hiroshima in order to keep peace in order to bring peace in the world what an irony it is you know, weapons are invented. Again, you know, the new research are happening. The ultimate aim is to find peace. The year 2020 was predicted 
to be one of the very prosperous year in 19, uh, 2019. People were saying we will have one of the wonderful year because everything is going to be beautiful. The businesses were booming. The cross-border trades were increasing. People were traveling across the world. And the five-star hotels were uh, having 100% occupancy. Air travel had reached at its peak. You know, if you try to book the tickets in normal, I mean, busy hours, you won't be able to busy season. You will not get uh, your flight tickets uh, if you want to cross, cross planning uh, your travel uh, across continents. The whole scenario changed in the month of February and March. And now the people, if you ask them, you know, what is the safety according to you? You know, it is not safety about the, the government is promising. It is not safety that uh, the, the military is providing to you by guarding the uh, uh, borders. It is not safety about, you know, giving the peace by building a wall between two uh, nations like uh, the U.S. is doing between Mexico and U.S. in order to maintain peace in the border. When you talk about peace and safety, if you, if you ask now anybody, the safety is all about washing your hands. The safety is all about keeping yourself covered with masks. You know, the, the, the word positive has a negative connotation in the present times. The word negative has a positive connotation in the present days. So the scripture says, when people say peace and safety, the disaster will strike. Dear brothers and sisters, we've probably we were feeling peace and safety when we entered into this year 2020. And you know what happened? The whole world is gripped with fear. We do not know what's going to happen in the days to come. Everything is in shambles. I want uh, your attention to, uh, you know, drawn towards the book, uh, the Gospel of Luke 17, 27 to 29. Uh, Jesus Christ himself is teaching, you know, uh, about uh, quoting from the old scripture. Uh, people were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. During this turbulent time, where do you find peace and safety, my dear brothers and sisters? As we approach the day of the Lord, there will be chaos and confusion. The signs of, an, of the end of age are clearly mentioned in Bible, Matthew chapter 24. Read it. In the midst of the pandemic, only God can give us peace. The peace that passeth all understanding will be given to us. As Psalmist rightly say when he writes the psalm, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So we have this hope in Christ as we go through these uncertainties. We'll go to the next point, hope against darkness in the world. Chapter 5, 4 and 7. But you brothers are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Paul addresses the Thessalonians as the children of the day, the children of light, not of darkness. 
Paul is talking about the spiritual darkness and moral darkness in this world. What do we mean by darkness? We all are, you know, seeing, we'll be able to understand the darkness, the word darkness better. Because when we see the present generation, they love darkness. They transact with one another over social media. They prefer to be in the darkness. We are in a very dangerous world. The darkness illustrates the dark side of this world. Exactly what Paul is quoting here. The evil deeds and thoughts influenced by this dark side. When we entered the pandemic uh, in the early uh, March and uh, April, uh, the increase of uh, in the internet traffic to pornography sites increased by 95%, almost doubled. That I'm talking about the Indian statistics. And 34% of the people who were, you know, unaware of you know, what's happening, they were exposed to some unwanted pop-ups, you know, that will suggest uh, leading to a pornographic sites. You know, uh, uh, I work in uh, the government. I, we also get this data. And uh, I work in the telecom. Uh, uh, the telecom network got overburdened because of the people. They want to use this data uh, transaction over Internet, aspiring to reach out to the pornography sites. Uh, uh, the psychologytoday.com, you know, uh, brought out a beautiful story about how pandemic is changing pornography. And The Economist, the one of the well-known uh, magazine uh, pub being published from UK uh, in its edition, uh, published on 10th of May, po talked about pornography is booming during pandemic. You know, the people who are socially distancing themselves, they are being com comforted by these sites because there's an urge in them in order to keep themselves occupied. And in Ephesians 4.18, the Paul calls them people of, you know, uh, this age, they, they, at that point of time, Paul calls them, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. My dear brothers and sisters, we are in a very, very dangerous world. We are in this during pandemic situation, each and every child is access to the smartphones and the computers because everything is happening online. The teachings are happening online. But as they, you know, unsuspectedly going through their, you know, learning process, probably attending an online session, there is a pop-up coming on their computer screens. <clears throat> and the technology, I mean, uh, making them vulnerable. The technology, there, there was a video uh, forwarded by uh, one of our friends to us. Uh, because of the face recognition technology and the AI, artificial intelligence technology, this pornography sites, they are targeting the children. The moment a child is online, immediately the pop-ups of all these unwanted sites pop up. When adults come, it does not pop up. It is a reality, reality uh, which is happening now because they know the children are more addicted to that. They them. So we are in a very, very dark situation unless until we as parents, as believers, we sensitize ourselves and also our children and our neighbors and our brothers and sisters about these issues. We will not able to do justice to the calling God has called each one of them. So that is why Paul is saying 
we can we encourage one another please therefore my dear brothers and sisters encourage one another we are in a very very dark period so we go to the next hope hope built on salvation it is mentioned in the same chapter uh, verses from 8 to 11 paul tells thessalonians but since we belong to the day let us be self controlled putting on faith and love as breastplate and hope of salvation as a helmet verse 8 we belong to the day my dear brothers and sisters as thessalonian christians the believers belong to the day that's how paul is encouraging them the members of south delhi congregation sdc are we belonging to the day are we self controlled last week uh, brother prakash spoke about sexual immorality how to protect ourselves from all these issues are we belonging to the day so paul is telling protects your heart with and protect your mind you now he's talking about breastplate and helmet breastplate covers your you know the upper part where the heart is placed it is symbolically you know telling we have to protect our heart keep our heart pure and wear your helmet of salvation which will protect your mind in order to keep your heart now mind pure we have to depart we have received salvation through our lord jesus christ who have saved us from the condemnation and the wrath it says clearly in case if we don't protect ourselves we will not be able to protect our mind and our heart because god died for us we are alive in him paul is reassuring the thessalonians those who are awake or slept we may live together with him forever so brothers and sisters let us come out of darkness come to light help those who are still in darkness lead them to light that is the mandate of a christian that is the mandate of a believer helping one another therefore paul is encouraging them therefore therefore again he is saying therefore i please encourage each other and urge one another as babu brother was telling i was reading from the scripture we have to spur one another spur one another means in case if anybody is going down in their faith in their belief please reach out to them let us come out of the darkness and come to light help those who are in still in darkness and lead them to light lord jesus christ is coming back to earth very soon jesus christ and live with him forever and you know it is mentioned in the scripture if we walk in the light as he is in the light we'll have fellowship with one another when we talk king about encouraging one another we have to in order to encourage one another we have to live in fellowship with one another in or if you know somebody is not in fellowship as delhi bible fellowship that's what we call our church as delhi bible fellowship if anybody is not in the fellowship we'll have to bring them on so that we both will walk together in light as he is in light who christ jesus in light so that we'll have fellowship with one another not only with one another as brothers and sisters but with christ as well the prophet isaiah has prophesied about the people who lived in darkness in uh, chapter 9 isaiah chapter 
Uh, I'm not going to read the whole pers- uh, passage, which is uh, starting from verse 3 onwards till 9. And <clears throat> the people walking in darkness have seen great light. This was written thousands of years ago. And those who live in the land of shadow of death, a light has dawned. He went on to say, unto us a child is born, who is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Dear brothers and sisters, the Thessalonian Christians, probably they didn't have the written scripture before them. But we are so privileged to know what Isaiah wrote about Christ, what Jesus Christ told about himself, about father, about his second coming. And we know what is mentioned in Revelation about second coming. Are we prepared? This is the question I would like to ask each and every one of the believers, my brothers and sisters here today. Are we prepared? As Paul advises Thessalonians, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. As closing, before I close, you know, there is there was a beautiful hymn uh, written uh, by one of uh, great men of God who served as a pastor in the UK. Uh, this is a very famous hymn. Uh, this is about uh, my hope is built on nothing else. And just I'm going to read, I'm not going to sing for it, I'm just read it, so listen to me. I'm going to read only a few stanza. Uh, we all know familiar, but it will be relevant for us to refresh our memories, refresh these words, and try to grasp the meaning uh, from this uh, hymn. My hope is, hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy girl, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, you're talking about Christ's second coming. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteous alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Brothers and sisters, where is our hope? Where is our hope resting? Are we resting our hope on Christ, which is a solid ground? In this pandemic situation, we all may be going through different types of anxious moments, different kinds of crisis situation. But God knows our hearts. Our hope is built on God, who was predicted by Isaiah about he's the prince of peace. The peace he gives is will pa- enable us to pass it all understanding. And he's the one who is going to protect us from all this evil attack. In this dark world, the uh, the satanic world, but protect our faith, and we wait for that day. Our Lord Jesus Christ is going to come. If anybody struggling in our, you know, family of SDC, please reach out to them. That is the beautiful advice Paul is giving to Thessalonian church. Therefore, encourage one another, hold each other's hands, and walk in the presence of Lord, lead them to light so that those who are in the darkness will be able to taste 
the light which Lord Jesus Christ has promised to us. Thank you. Uh, with that, uh, I encourage each one of you to come closer to God in the, during this pandemic period and cling on to him. He is the one who is going to provide us the hope which is against all hope which the world can provide. Thank you. Over to Bobos.